As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. You can go there tomorrow and watch LSU complete the two and barbecue in Omaha. Um, you can watch the Astros continue to kick all sorts of ass. Um, and LSU football and Saints football is right around the corner. They have a menu. They have fucking beer out the wazoo. They have a 50-foot TV. Go there, the Pelican House. They're awesome. They support us, so you should support them. Yeah, Ralph, last time I asked you text me <laughs> updates on a theme that I read forever again. Dude, Andrew called, Andrew texted me yesterday. He's like, I got a, a, a family function, I mean, a, a work function. Dude, can you hook me up with uh, with text about the L- L- LSU update? updates. I'm like, sure. So I'm like texting him updates pretty regularly. Then it got to be 6-1, and I think I (laughs) texted Andrew. Um, Let's see. Um, Let's see. Uh, 6-1, update suspended until good news. Just drink. And that was the end of my uh, LSU updates for Andrew. I felt like I was live tweeting a natural disaster to him. Um, (laughs) So anyway, we're joined by Mel. Home and deleted that off the DVR. <laughs> DVR delete. Um, yeah, it was a fucking just a disaster. Um, so we got held with us too, and Dave is mending to his children and his uh, sugar addiction. Um, but they don't, the only Saints news we have is uh, they signed Kevin Williams, who's like 35 and a fat defensive tackle. But those kind of age pretty well. Um, so Andrew. Give us the like the skinny on this move, and then I, I want to talk to some bigger points. But the overall thoughts on Kevin Williams signing? Well, I think when, when we talk about and we we experienced this with Champ Bailey, um, the, the Saints have made it pretty clear we're not going to just give you a roster spot because of who you've been. So in other words, not only does he kind of have to get through camp, he's got to get through camp healthy and show the Saints in preseason. I still kind of have it, and I can actually help your team. And as long as you can do that, I think you'll make the roster. Um, but I think it, that's the big question. You know, if he's one of those aging veterans who just thinks, oh, yeah, I can I can skip a few weeks with this minor ankle thing and just be day-to-day for a while and kind of 
skirt through camp and they'll just keep me around because I'm Kevin Williams. Clearly that didn't work for Champ Bailey, so it's not going to work. So, um, you know, and, and as that old, that's the one thing is can they get through camp healthy? Yeah. Thing? You know, it's, well, it's harder when you're older, so I don't well, know. We'll see. Well, Kevin, you, you're sort of my uh, my partner in crime uh, for nonsense, but, nonsense but, but I was thinking of this over the weekend, you know. The Saints made a bunch of big moves in the offseason, but, you know, of all the moves they made, the most important one was they signed Champ Bailey and they drafted Stanley Jean-Baptiste and they both were duds and their cornerback situation was a dumpster fire all year and it sort of tanked their season. I would argue that if Champ Bailey just had been bad NFL quality, the Saints probably would have won the South. And my feeling on this Kevin Williams move, Kevin, is kind of that it's sneaky important in that I look at their run defense that's crappy and their interior defensive tackles and linebackers, and it's kind of like what the fuck's going to be going on there? I, of all the things, I'm worried about that. What do you what do you see in the, in the Kevin Williams moving overall that like you think might be a an off season? move or something that really needs to work out that people aren't talking about. Well, you, I mean, I'm glad you at least prefaced this by saying nonsense because I'm <laughs> literally just about to spout just fucking nonsense here. <laughs> um, like, yeah, right, I mean, all I'm going to do, all I'm going to do is just echo you, man. I mean, the, the run, the run defense has been crap. And, well, and maybe I'm being too harsh. I probably am. I'm sure somebody. No, you're not. Those 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 home games, man, against Cincinnati and Baltimore and Carolina, those were dreadful, man. I know it's a long it's a, it's a long way in the rear view, man. But just because you forgot about it doesn't mean that it wasn't terrible. I have a propensity to kind of forget the the real shitty things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, you you, you want to sign an aging veteran. Uh, you know, we've, we've been burned before, uh, very recently with the whole Champ Bailey thing. And that kind of like cost the team. I mean, didn't that, didn't that like, uh, didn't that cost the team like cap wise? Did it, Andrew? I don't know if that. Which one? Uh, Champ, Champ Bailey. Bailey. Not really. I mean. Uh, it was like a two year, $5 million deal. I mean, it, it didn't break the bank and obviously if they cut them, they didn't have to pay them any of year two. So it wasn't awful. Okay. I mean, I think they gave him like five hundred grand though to sign. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he got a little money. Um, but yeah. uh, but I I guess I just look at it like so. Best case scenario, he comes in, he's serviceable, and you know, like he's he's a quality body, and. And, and 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 the Saints can actually rest the guys that they want to actually start like their main starters. Well, like yeah. what worst worst case scenario, he gets cut before the season starts, and so like what are the Saints out aside from money, like the opportunity to really pay well, attention to yeah, other guys? I mean, yeah, but the, the thing is, Kevin, and now as a, as a, the mediocre host I am, I think I can rephrase this better. I guess we said the exact same thing about Champ Bailey last off season, but in reality. The truth was that really, really needed to work out. You know what I'm saying? And right. My fear is like you got, you know, Andrew. You got Bunkley. He's old and injured. You got Kevin Williams. He's old. What happens if Bunkley's not any good? Williams is old and fat. 
these, you know, this rookie that they got, uh, I forget his name. At John game. Jenkins, dude, don't forget him. J- Jenkins, you know, like, I mean, like, I feel like it's really vulnerable, and maybe, you know, are we going to look back if the Saints go 7-9 and nine again and miss the playoffs? Are we going to be like, man, that Kevin Williams, we really needed that fat old son of a bitch to squeeze one more decent year out of him. Well, you know, I brought this up on Twitter, I think, with you, and, you know, I think if that flops, we'll look back at the Danny Shelton draft and, and how he the Saints were one pick away from getting him, and Sean Payton all but admitted that he was the guy they would have taken if he was yeah. available at that spot, and, and uh, they missed out on him. And uh, that makes you look all the way back to the Tampa game in Week 17 where the Saints were kind of dead to right. Tampa oh, shut Mark it down. And, fault. Yep. Yep, and, you know, the Saints could have shut it down, too, and lost that game, just like Tampa did. Um, but they decided to make the old college effort, come back and win the game, and it cost them several spots. So, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, going back to your original question of, of what has to work out, I, I'm a, you know, I think defensively they'll be better. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for them to be much worse. Um, so I, I think things are looking up. For me – what has to work out is Max Unger and Andres Pete. I think those two in particular, um, the Saints have decided, you know what, we're going to get rid of Kenny Stills, we're going to get rid of Jimmy Graham, um, we're going to count on Spiller, and we hope Spiller works out, of course. But um, for me, the Saints have a good stable of backs. They have less playmakers than before. They really need, if Drew Brees stands any chance, in the twilight of his career to kind of have a, a little bit of a revival. Um, it, it needs to be with the play up front, giving him time, helping him with the running game and everything. And, you know, I'll, I'll point to two examples, Ralph, real quick. You look at Ben Roethlisberger, who's just coming off maybe the best season of his career, and Tony Romo, who also, I think, his rating in 2014 yeah. was, I think, number six all time for a single season. Um, and, and you look at both of those guys, and what do they have in common? You, Le'Veon Bell and DeMarco Murray were their running backs, and the offensive lines played very well, and the running game was elite for them. And it completely revived their career. And you're talking about guys in their mid-30s that um, are playing their best football. And so I don't think it's impossible to, to see that happen with Breeze, where you know if this offensive line puts it together and Mark Ingram can, can maybe get in that, that – Category not not even just Ingram on his own, but the Saints' running game combined uh, puts up numbers like those guys. Um, then I think Brees can return regardless of what the, who the playmakers are. So for me, it's up front. It's Pete and Unger. They have to be awesome. Uh, Kevin, the Saints may or may not. It's looking like they're going to have a kicking competition between two kickers that me and you would be hard pressed to name right now uh, without internet <laughs> without internet access. So, but but my theory is the Saints have decided to let the it's like at a job where they let the intern be the front desk person, and if it works out badly, they'll call the temp agency and hire a professional. Like Shane Graham would be like the temp agency if the kicking situation goes bad or another veteran. So my question to you is, over under on the Saints signing a veteran kicker, whoever that may – your veteran kicker of choice. Over, under, and the Saints signing a veteran kicker is at a half in Vegas. So do you think the Saints, by week four, will have one of these rookies? Me, neither of me, me or you can 
we can't name, or they're going to have a veteran kicker. By week four? No, no, I'll take the over on that. You think they'll have a veteran kicker? No, 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 no. I, I, if you're saying by week four, whoever, whoever that rookie is is going to get replaced, I say no. If they're going to replace the rookie, they would do it later. Yeah. Because that just seems to be, like, even more so than the linebacker situation, the kicker situation, that just seems to be the big, the big sticking point, uh, like the, the, the big blemish on, on the Sean Payton uh, era. <laughs> so why not? I mean, why wouldn't they ride a kicker, like especially a young guy? Like you can make, you can just say, oh, you know, he's a rookie, jitters, grow into it, all that kind of shit. And then maybe by like week eight, I would say week eight, it, you know, that I could see them bringing in an older person. Yeah. When Garrett Hartley was screwing up, what when did they bring in um, old man John Carney? Depends on, depends on the year. <laughs> <laughs> that happened several times. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, this time, though, I really feel like, well, you never know, though. I mean, it, it just, you know, because they, they yanked around Shane Graham last year a bunch, didn't you know? They caught him, and then they went, they went a bunch. They went, they, went a, they went a long time without having an actual kicker. Um, so, you know, it, it could be weird. I mean, Andrew, I guess the final point in the kicker is I feel like the Saints, they're not going to be like 2009 level or 2011 level good. They're not, I don't even know if they're going to be 2013 level good. So they can't afford to gag away games because if they gag away two games by the kicker that bumps th- that doesn't bump them from like 11 and 5 to like 9 and 7 10 and 6 it might bump them from like 10 and 6 to like 8 8 9 7 or or, yeah. or 8 8 yeah. 7 9 so like they've got like this has got to be right they can't if they can't work out the kinks with the kicker is what i'm saying they don't they don't yeah, have the, they don't have the roster you look at the lot of Jimmy Graham too. I mean, he he was such a go-to red zone playbook guy. You take him out of your offense, and in my opinion, more drives are just going to stall stall by sheer function of not having your go-to red yeah. zone option. And and you know, any fan that's listening to me and is disagreeing with that, I mean, all, the only stat you have to point to is the number of touchdowns that Jimmy Graham scores every year. You've got to replace that. Yeah, you, you got to replace that somehow. And so. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, right now, they're, they're gonna, these guys are both on a short leash immediately, effective immediately. And I think it could be preseason. Um, it could be at the end of preseason. It could be in week two. Um, but there, I think there's a microscope on these guys at all times, um, specifically because they're young. And we know that Sean Payton already doesn't trust kickers in general. He he hasn't trusted the veteran kickers with, with high accuracy ratings, including Shane Graham. So we know he doesn't trust these nobodies that haven't accomplished anything in the league yet. Um, so I, I think right now they're letting two young kids battle it out just to kind of see what happens, uh, knowing that hey, we can always get a veteran guy like a Shane Graham for cheap if we need to. Yeah, and you, um, and we, we've done that with Carney, Casey, and Shane Graham. Yeah, and, and, and also, too, success. it wouldn't shock me with the way Sean Payton is with a leash, Kevin, if 
these two kickers say, you know, Andrew goes to the Green Bar and he's like, man, these kickers aren't that good. And they get into the preseason games and they struggle. It wouldn't surprise me at like week three of the preseason. They're like, oh, sign Shane Graham. Break glass. Veteran kicker. Here he is. Yep. Um, all right. I don't know. I, mean, I, I still I still think week one, there's still probably a 20% chance that Shane Graham's Ooh, the kicker. Interesting. All right. Well, there, there's no other there's no other Saints news. Um, uh, we got Twitter questions. We'll get to that. Uh, Kevin, we need a romance update. That fine young lady that you had on this podcast, are you on the road to matrimony? Uh, no, I am not on the road to matrimony. That's a... Uh... That uh, that the 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 train bridge was blown up uh, earlier today. Oh no! Uh, oh no! No, it's okay. It's okay. She 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 texted me. She's like, "Can I come over? We need to talk." And again, that's it, it, you know, whenever they say that we need to talk, it's one of two things: either we need to break up, or I'm pregnant. Oh. And so I would always rather. Or, or I want to be your girlfriend. I mean, that was another option, right? No, no, no. She this this was a situation where she was gonna be leave, moving out of uh, the area in like a couple of months, and she so she couldn't have all of hell. She didn't just want a piece of hell. Is that what you're saying? No, I think she just realized that. I think maybe she realized that she was being selfish. Uh, by by maybe trying to take too much of hell all while she's going to leave in two months anyway, so she just decided to just let me back into the wild. Yeah. Let you back into the wild. Yeah, uh, so to speak. That's me. If, we, if I had a so, sad... So you're, I, so you're rebooting the old OkCupid profile, right? As we speak? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. As, as of as Dustin of actually, off the cobs. As of about, yeah. I think... They as have, of ten minutes a, after she left. Do they have a dating website for amateur wrestlers? No, I think that'd be in your like wheelhouse. But the, the the prospects on that website would probably be pretty slim. But yeah, the, I, uh, could, I, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't I, believe when I, I saw a commercial for Farmers Only that it, the first time I saw that that it wasn't a joke. So wrestlers only. Yeah, wrestlers only dot com. Come on, top top. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. You see, there's rope. an. Ex- there, there's an expression though. There's an expression though for for uh, ladies that that want to get uh, that want to hook up with wrestlers for the sole purpose of the fact that they're wrestlers. They're called, called ring rats. And ring it's, rats. And it's not. Uh, that sounds horrible. That sounds like something that a, yeah. that a pet gets. It's like, oh yeah. man, how's your dog? Yeah. He got ring rats, and he's not doing well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because a lot of the females. That uh, a lot, not all, but a lot, are not uh, not that pleasant to either to either look at or to <laughs> be around in general. Or can't you can't you back six seven with seven ring rats just wrapped around him? Dude, dude, I oh. on a scale it, of one it, to ten, like a like like your average ring rat. What do they rank? Like like a two and a half. Well, okay, but you see, ring rats. Okay, it's one thing if how, how many I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking audience and ring rats. Like ring rats, ring rats can range from like bottom end to high end, but the high end is just like not really 
that, that that's that doesn't exist. Like you're talking, like like you might as well just just dream like or imagine. Six, I, like a six is like the ring, like would be like the queen of the ring rats. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 A, 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 I tell you this: a St. Louis six would be the queen of the ring rats. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is derogatory if there ever was one. That's um, like a New Orleans three and a half. Ooh. All right, we got we have the very limited Twitter questions, so I'll get to them. Um, this is from Tanaka. Uh, he asks Andrew, most likely to happen in the next three years, Breeze is still the quarterback, or Vaccaro makes a Pro Bowl. Is Andrew left us? Andrew, no, I'm, I'm here. Sorry, I, I cut off for a second there. Are you pondering, or you need me to repeat the question? No, no, reread the question. Please. Ne- most likely to happen in the next three three years, Drew Brees is still the quarterback, or Vaccaro makes a Pro Bowl? <laughs> Drew Brees is still the quarterback. Kevin, you want to take a shot Agreed. At Agreed. I feel like Vaccaro... My confidence on Vaccaro until further notice is, low. is severely damaged. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm hopeful he can return, but uh, just yeah, that was bad last year. All right, Kevin, ninety seconds for you on the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes for our six wrestling fans. Go. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's hard times, Daddy. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, he's he's one of he's probably uh, top three. Top four uh, promo guy of all time. I mean, off the top of my head, uh, I, I put him up there top three with Randy Savage and Ric Flair. And I, I have gotten caught in uh, last, the last few days, gotten caught in the wormhole of, of Dusty Rhodes promos on YouTube. From the Hard Times promo, which is, is an all-timer, to, to the Cold-Blooded Sausage Maker promo, which makes... No sense whatsoever, and yet it's brilliant. And then actually, the the uh, the the view never changes promo that he cut to his son back in '92 when he was or '93 '94 when he was barely uh, still wrestling. That's phenomenal. And then even after seconds. all of his wrestling work, shut up. Even after all of his wrestling work, he ended up becoming a tremendous announcer. And I don't mean tremendous like Jim Roth tremendous. I mean tremendous in the oh my god, this guy is just saying the most ridiculous, hilarious shit. Like he he just would let that southern drawl and like exuberance just go through on everything. The match would be t- a match could be terrible involving wrestlers that are garbage on television, and he would just. He'd say things Sell like, it. oh, he, he clubbering him. Oh, he's going under the ring for some plunder. Or Big Boss Man's wrestling. He, he goes out into the crowd and grabs a bicycle, and Dusty Rhodes goes ape shit. He's like, he got a bicycle. <laughs> he got a bicycle. You got to find those online. I can't go I can't go into the wrestling world. Man, Kevin, when I go into the, the Rowdy Roddy Piper wormhole, I never come out. I just, I, See? I just, you can't, everybody's you, got you, that. You, you can't, you can't do it. You, you just, you, half your day at work just disappears. Right. But you know what that reminds me of? It sounds like, buddy, the awful Saints game. You know, we would always be like, well, I can't wait to hear what buddy has. No, to that, that no, but that, that's kind of like if you're like that is like that is what a kind of the heart and soul of like a great wrestling problem. Like you, like that's it, that's it. That's, Absolutely. That's, it's just you know. 
it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense. It's more of like a just a emotional just. I don't know. It's, it's if you and I'm not even as hardcore at wrestling people as other as as Kevin obviously and other people that the, the other six people that listen to this podcast. But a great wrestling promo is part like comedy and bravado and like a little sprinkle of insanity, and it just that's what makes it magic. And and okay, and tacking on to that, like we, you, you know, you talk about it doesn't have to it doesn't always have to make sense, and it doesn't. But you look at you listen to a promo from like the Ultimate Warrior, like his coked out rage, like put the rock put you know, put the fuel into the rocket ship and push the controls down and all that. That's insane and makes utterly no sense. But it makes sense but for him so, though. But it's cap but it's captivating as hell because he believes every single word he's saying and it makes complete sense to him. Yet when you listen to Dusty Rhodes like say, reach out and grab my hand, and my hand is touching your hand, and you, you gave me this love, and I'm going to pay it back. You're like, holy shit, Dusty Rhodes <laughs> and me are going to fucking beat Ric Flair <laughs> and take the NWA world title. And it's like, I mean, I mean that big son of a bitch, he's, he was uplifting. He was uplifting in a way that, not that like, when Hulk Hogan would uplift you with his, you know, what you going to do stuff, it was just... It was utter ridiculous, but you believed it just because he looked like, you know, he looked like a fucking Greek god, and Dusty Rhodes just looked like any schmuck off the fucking street, but he didn't sound like any schmuck off the street. Yeah. Side note, to wrap up the wrestling thing, fun, fun note, Hulk Hogan may destroy the entire Gawker network as they have his sex tape, and he is suing them for, like, Three hundred million dollars, and so like, I thought that got taken care of. No, it's still going on, man. It's still going on, like Deadspin and uh, Jezebel and Gawker. And Hulk Hogan may destroy that whole uh, time suck at work for people. All right, um, more questions. Let's see here. Um, will you pump in noise when Dave's call drops? No, we don't. We're not the Falcons here. We don't. We don't pump in crowd noise. All right, this is a fun question, Andrew. You start from. Kyra 16, worst date idea you ever had? Uh, I mean, I feel like this is tailor-made for Kat. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't, been, I don't on, have I haven't been on a date. It, I mean, you know, I've been married for six years now. I was with my wife for three years before the economy. I got a good one. And it, I, it was a great idea, and it worked. It got me married. Okay. Uh, All right. For Hurricane Ike, I called up my wife, and I said, why don't you come over? It, it was a second date. I said, hey, why don't you come over, since you don't have power, and use my refrigerator to get ice for your family? Huh? Huh? Mark. <laughs> it worked. Seven years Smart. later, man, works like a charm. I'm not. I'm not topping that. Offered AC and ice, and she took it. You know what you okay. should have done as soon as she okay. came over was cut the power, and <laughs> she has to stay, right? <laughs> no, her car probably had a full tank of gas. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Kevin, better gut, Rip Rob Ryan or Kevin Owens? Uh, the. Uh, 
I'm going to go Rob Ryan on this because Rob Ryan actually has more of a pronounced gut. Like Kevin Owens just he, – he used to have a bigger gut, but he's he slimmed up. Like he looks like a solid, just big-bellied dude. Uh, so I'm still going Rob Ryan on that. Rob Ryan actually has girth to him. Girth. That's such a great word. Andrew, over under on a three-way – uh, cage match on a three-way cage match to the death mm-hmm. on the side, same sideline between Sean Payton, Rob Ryan, and Dennis Allen. Week four. Well, Dennis a- Allen. Dylan, Dennis Allen would die first because Rob Ryan would just eat him. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like Sean Payton, you know, when he gives you the death there, it's kind of like Medusa. And he can He can turn you to stone. Um, so I, I think he just said, you know, he, I remember John Payton used to poke either Charles Brown or German Bushrider. Maybe it was Jamal, Jamal Brown, actually. He used to poke him in the chest. Yeah. And Jamal Brown would give him this look like he was about to slug him. And you know, Sean Payton's like a foot shorter than Jamal Brown. And yet Sean Payton just keeps doing it, keeps antagonizing him. And I'm just like, how, how can you do this to this guy and not be afraid to get hit? Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like Sean Payton likes the bully guys bigger than him. So. Well, Sean Payton, he's got the crazy uh, eyes and the rock hard nipples, and it's just very disconcerting, I would imagine, if you're a player. It is. It is. He's intimidating, man. Right. You look at these reporters, they're terrified of him. Oh, no, no, dude. dude. He, just, he, he owns the New Orleans media, just that mock, stock, and barrel. Nobody even. Nobody even. Po- he's, like a, he's like a bear that people, they're even afraid to, like, be in the room with him, but uh, Kevin. Well, the thing about the thing about his press conferences is you never know what's going to set him off either. No, it could be like a very like innocent like question, and he'll just he'll just run. He's kind of like that. That's his thing where he's he's a lot like Parcells. Like he'll just a question. He'll either take it; it can either set him off, or he can take it and he can use it to like deliver a message to his team. So. He's a lot like Parcells like that. But, Kevin, uh, this is from uh, Brian, who's doing a podcast on uh, Saints Nation. He says, who from your podcast can be bribed to be a guest on ours? Uh, I mean, isn't Jude on that podcast? So doesn't that already count? Jude. I mean, I, I'm not, but I don't need to be bribed. I could probably just be asked nicely. No, well, you could do, like, Dave. You could do, like, any, like, Reese's Pieces or, like, Gummy Worms. Uh, you know, Kevin, you could probably, like, uh, like a like a nice pair of used wrestling tights. For me, uh, like... Those a, get pretty tight. Those get pr- pretty pricey. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I'm having a kid in December, so, like, you could buy me, like, a, ca- a case of diapers. Some diapers, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean... You know, or like... Uh, if, you, if you buy her off a bionic arm, you get it for a year. Oh, dude. I, I would. Podcasting. Speaking of that, like, I had to put toge- I put together a pack and play this weekend. Jesus Christ, that thing kicked my ass. And oh, by the way, Greco, whatever the fuck your name is, you people have the worst <laughs> social media on earth and the worst instruction videos on earth combined with your horrible instruction manual. Yeah, packing plays are brutal. Yeah, like, like they had a person that they, they, I forget their name, but they had an actual, they're like, 
screw Greco. This is how you put their pack and play together. And like after I found that video, like I was able to put to, put it together in like 30 minutes. It wasn't hard like that video, but just they're they're brutal. And I'd imagine I haven't even taken it apart and tried to try to pack it up. I'd, I'd imagine the, the the pack part is just like death. Well, the only advice I can give you about preparing for a child is don't, under any circumstance, get suckered into a painting project, whether it's painting a room, painting a piece of furniture in the in the baby room. Just just don't do it. No painting. That's Andrew's advice. No painting. No. No painting. Don't do it. Because no your painting. wife is probably in her back no and her not going to want to do it. You're going to be stuck doing all the painting. You're going to hate it. It's going to be awful. You're not going to do a good job. Oh, and I know I wouldn't gonna, do a good job painting. Yeah. My wife, she's nodding vigorously. She's like, oh, yeah, you don't want she wouldn't, to. She wouldn't trust me with a paintbrush in my hand. If you really need, you know, the, the what, what do you call the baby room? I'm blanking on the word. For the, the nursery? The nursery. Yeah, the nursery. So if you really need to paint the nursery, just hire someone. Just, just pay whatever it costs and stay out of it. Uh, I think that's pretty much all of our questions, and we're, so that means we're going to uh, uh, wrap up in, thir in 30 minutes. Uh, Kevin, uh, final question for you. Um, how is – give us an update on your, your wrestling career in St. Louis. I see you posting videos and whatnot, talking smack to people. Yeah, I wrestled on Saturday, and uh, <clears throat> the, you can watch the entire – the entire video, the entire video is seven and a half minutes long. The match itself is about four and a half. Uh, I got on the mic, cut a nice promo. Uh, the uh, the the good guy came out the ring and whooped the shit out of me because I started talking trash about his family. <laughs> that was in attendance, and uh, the crowd was actually screaming for my blood. Which like, means you can, audi which you means can audibly exactly hear them. You, yeah, oh, yeah, very successful. You can audibly hear them screaming, chanting, we want blood, we want blood. And, uh, yeah, good times. So, like, after the match, like, when it goes like that, and you and the other, like, guy you just fought with, and it's over and you're, like, backstage or whatever, do you, do you like, compare notes or is he, like, that's awesome, you did a great job, blah, 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 or, like, do you, like redo it and analyze it like watching film of a football game how does that work uh i'm i know i'm watching film of myself and just looking at ways how, how i can get better that's that's about do it. i mean that's start doing wrestling wrestling grades you should totally you should totally give him wrestling days hell andrew we raided saint superdome food last week why can't we we break down <laughs> hell's wrestling well what, what i want to know is kevin do you think any of these fans or just people that go to the wrestling meets, do they? Uh, do you think they've stumbled on this podcast? I highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly have doubt you gotten it. Any, have you gotten any hate tweets yet? Hate tweets? Like about the wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's people. I mean, there are some people in there that are actually young enough to know what the hell a smartphone is and who actually have Twitter. And then it's only a matter of time before they find this podcast. Yeah, it is. I, again, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Uh, well, 
that's a good that's a good way to end this podcast. It um, would it would be amazing if somehow just by sheer virtue of being what he is, uh, the villain in this league, that Kevin inadvertently made everyone that attended these things detest the Saints. That he actually created more enemies for us. That would be fantastic. Well, they already they already do because there was some jackass. Uh, not this month, but the last month that was giving me shit. Because what I do is I now come to the ring. My my wrestling trunks have Florida Lees all over them. I've got my Saints uh, tattoo on me, and I wear my uh, my Saints hat to the ring. And so the guy started giving me shit about the Saints and Drew Brees. And I said, "Pal, uh, let, let me know. Uh, let me know in a couple of years after." Uh, I can't remember how the hell I worried it, but basically it was. The Saints will still be in New Orleans in two years. That set that sorry sack of team, uh, that sorry sack of shit franchise you guys have out in Earth City is going to be gone in Los Angeles. No one in St. Louis <laughs> gives a shit it. about football. You'd be surprised. There's a small pocket of them that do, and they yeah. and they get ravenous. Yeah. Well. Well, the ones that attend Kevin's wrestling probably care. About apparently football. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they love telling you how great Kurt Warner was. Oh my God, the Kurt that's like. You know, 2009 is a long time ago. Fucking the Rams winning the Super Bowl is a, is like that might as well be World War Two in the Twitter <laughs> age. Serious. I mean, seri- I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, I mean, 1999, man. In the in the age of Twitter and the smartphones, that might as well be 1945. I mean, seri- you know, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I mean. And that you know you you can you can go to Saints Nation. Andrew, did you posted our, our rankings of the Superdome foods? Yes, that was up today. That was yeah. Go there. Uh, he ranks the Superdome foods. I make a cameo appearance and and and, and rate dome nachos. Um, so as you can see, it's June. So Juge is doing the serious tape breaking down analysis that you would expect in the middle of June. About football. That's right. Um, Kevin, you, you're, you're building up your bravery to try the nachos again in September. I am. I am. I, you know what's you know what's sad, Andrew? There's like you're a, willing to give it another chance. There's like an eighty percent chance that that first home game against Tampa that I'm gonna get the nachos. Like <laughs> it, and, and it's on me. It's on me. But I'll do it, and I'll be like two nachos in. I'll be like, why? Why did I? Why am I eating cardboard, dipping it in atomic yellow cheese, and eating jalapenos that may or may not be from 2011? You know, I would love to sit next to Cariello for a game, just because we know he already has questionable eating habits, dude. Um, and and just see him wreck his body for three hours. (laughs) I think we need to do that next time he's on. We need to go. We need to have him give us like his temp, his typical eating habits, either at the Saints game the or just when he's watching a road game. The funny thing now is, do you, say, now do you think he just goes with seven body. orders of dipping dots? That's what, you think that's he just goes say. with seven it's orders like of dipping body. dots? It's just, like, it's just two boxes of that. <laughs> no, see, I think, I think, dude, I think he's probably just like, like he starts out with like a. Like a like the souvenir Saint soda with no ice and like a dipping dot and like a like then he goes like Skittles yeah and then he goes like then he probably goes like caramel corn then he probably mixes in like a hot dog to like cleanse the palate and then he probably goes like another like milk to like 
I bet you it's it's more varied than you than you think. You know? And by the end of it, he's snorting fun dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh, da- daiquiris only. No. So snorting fun dip is the perfect way to end this podcast. So go to Saints Nation and read the ridiculousness that me and that Andrew worked on and I contributed just a touch to. Uh, Kevin is on OKCupid. Yeah. Again. Looking for love. And uh, Dave is at Canal Street Chronicles, maybe working the Twitter account, maybe not. You never know. Uh, if it's really if it's really laughing at LSU baseball when they're losing, you know Dave is running it. So uh, on that note, for Andrew, for Kevin, for Dave, who's not here, I'm Ralph. And until next week, uh, be well. You better not be dead, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.